in at six feet tall, 215 pounds of bad wow. Helen from St. Louis, both by way of the Ohio State University in now Hollywood, California, the CEO of the world's most dangerous website, BSO. It's the headline game. The beat still knocks. Yes, it does. I am back from my birthday vacation with the family. We were out in Lake Tahoe. Got caught in a, a blizzard. 15 to 24 inches of snow. Came down. Was driving up a mountain. <laughs> up the side of a mountain. You'd only tell me when I was a little kid I'd be doing these things for my birthday. I would have said you was crazy. I, I I don't think I even seen a mountain until I was probably in my, like a real mountain. I mean, I was in my 30s, late 20s maybe. You know what I mean? A real mountain, like not like Mount Everest, but like, you know, a serious mountain with some elevation on it. Now you see mountains every day out here in uh, California. It's a good time. Very relaxing. Very relaxing. But now we're back. It's 2023. A new year upon us. More BS is going on. Let's start with Dana White. The Slap King. So on New Year's Eve, uh, Dana White and his wife of, what, 30 years or so, they got into an argument. It's probably over some IG models or some ring girls or something. She was trying to get away. Dana grabbed her. She hit him with the, the 1969 movie White Woman Slap. Dana popped her right back like he was Sean Connery. Then he, he went to go give her a couple of more blows, but he was held back. Somebody caught the whole thing on tape. Probably decided they were going to sell it to TMZ, but TMZ are good friends with Dana. So, you know, they gave him an opportunity to get out in front of it before uh, whoever had the video sold it to the next highest bidder. He came out. Uh, did the thing that a lot of uh, abusers do. He lied. <laughs> Said that it never happened before. Now just common sense would tell you. If you haven't slapped your wife in 30 years, you probably just wouldn't start randomly in 2023. Come to find out, according to Dana's mom, uh, from the time that they've been together, on both sides, it's been uh, abusive. Uh, for well, I didn't even know Dana was married. Honestly, the way he you know carries on with the hookers and stuff. I know he got extorted by by some hooker or somebody that was threatened to expose his affair. He had to go to the FBI for that. 
Dana mom is on record saying that he slept with multiple ring girls and his sister-in-law in her house. He doesn't really act like a, a married man. So this is highly unlikely the first time that something like this happened. And, and don't get me wrong. On You know, you have to be fair. You know, nobody should be putting their hands on anyone. But Dana White's wife looks about, you know, I don't know, she's about 50 years old. Maybe 120, 30 pounds. You know, Dana White is a much bigger man, much stronger man. You know, those slaps aren't the same. So, and Dana White, let's just be honest. He was always talking about, you know, the UFC fighters that get in trouble, that have had domestic disputes before in the past. It's been very hard on them. He didn't punish himself. And people say, what, why? 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 Why did he punish himself? Well, he's the boss. He's, you know, part owner. He's the face of the UFC. The boss never punishes themselves. It's the employees that get punished. Unless you have a bigger boss that decides that he wants to make a move, the, the, the guy in charge normally never punishes themselves. Why would they? Dana said his punishment is embarrassment. Yeah, that, it doesn't quite work like that. You know, if, if I rob a store and I get caught, I can't tell the judge, hey, you know something? The punishment is, to be honest with you, the punishment is I got caught. I mean, that's very embarrassing. My mug shot is all on Channel 5 News. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't quite work like that, but he's the boss. And I mean, he's white. He's in with Trump. He's MAGA. When have you ever seen these guys ever get in trouble for anything? For anything. And then you saw that uh, the ESPN had the gag order. I mean, look, this is just reality. The The UFC and, and ESPN are in a billion-dollar contract. You think they're going to let some 2 a.m. sports in an anchor just start popping off about Dana White? Even though if an athlete ever puts his hands on a woman, he rightfully gets talked about a lot of times. He gets rightfully shamed by the media. And I want to make that clear. It's not like that you shouldn't be shamed. I I saw some people that were like, uh, like say some Mike Coppinger or somebody. So I had a lot to say about, you know, Tank Davis. But you don't have anything to say about Dana White. It, It shouldn't be like either or. It should be both. You see what I'm saying? It should be both. But that's not surprising. You know, ESPN picks and chooses when they want to be righteous. And then I got to fight a battle against Dana White. And what I thought was hilarious was all the people telling, you know, Shannon Sharp should do this and Shannon Sharp should say this to Skip and all of this stuff. But you can't talk about Dana White on your own network. You see a man slapping a woman on video. You can't say anything. So why are you telling Shannon Sharp what he should do? And it's funny because, you know, 
it's funny, but it's it's real in a sense that I like when they tell you the truth. And, the, and what I mean by that is, like someone like Stephen A. said, he ain't trying to fake it. So I love Dana White. He's my friend. I called him before uh, first take to let him know I was going to talk about him, but I still love him. And he apologized. And we should just all move on. And the reason I say I, I like that is not because I agree with it. It's because it just lets you know the truth is that if they like you, if they love you, they're going to take it easy on you. Athletes should take note. The better that you're liked, the more that they love you, the more they'll look the other way if something happens. Shouldn't be like that. That's not how media is supposed to work. Ideally, everyone is treated equally. You know, the question begs, if an athlete was seen on camera slapping a woman, no matter the circumstances, and his life wasn't in danger, would Stephen A. go on TV and say that he loved the athlete? Would his voice be all low? Would they say things like, you know, we don't... I, look, I, I agree. You shouldn't judge people on their worst moments, but is that what we're getting consistently? I mean, Ray Rice, uh, I think they're married now, right? His wife spit on him, hit him before he hit her. Nobody had any sympathy for that. Nobody had any sympathy for um, the Browns running back. When he They hit him and he hit, you know, he pushed back. They suspended him. Ray Rice. Ray Rice's career was over. Never played another down. ESPN just going to be on showing the next UFC fight. I'm not surprised by. It. I mean, think about how they promote Conor McGregor. You see what I'm saying? Conor McGregor, who has numerous out of the ring suspect situations, and they never say anything about that. This man threw a dolly. At a bus. <laughs> I ain't never say anything about that. Nothing at all. So there's a lot of hypocrisy in media. You know, people want, want Skip Bayless fired. They want Shannon Sharp to jump across the table and beat him up. Like, just, just think how stupid you sound. You want a black man on national TV to smack a white man, an old white man? I think that's going to play out long-term if that happens. I think it play out long-term if Shannon just lost it and started cursing and yelling and screaming at Skip Bayless, flipping over tables and stuff. I think that's really going to play out. You got to stop thinking that social media is the real world. It's a very small, especially Twitter, it's a very small part of the real world. How do you think on the 5 o'clock news, 10 o'clock news, you think Shad Shaw want to be on CNN? You think he wants to be on Fox News? <laughs> Flipping over a table, cursing out Skip Bayless? It's not worth it. It's not worth your time. Skip Bayless is not worth it. It's not worth your bag. Man makes over a million dollars a year. There's no need to, to lose that over Skip Bayless. We got to be better than this. Stop telling black people to do stupid stuff. Ignorant stuff. You, you you got a problem with somebody, find Skip Bayless' boss. 
Find his producer. Hit them up. Leave Shannon alone. And I don't agree with everything Shannon says. I don't agree with everything Shannon does. It's not that. It's just, you want, stop wanting black people to do dumb stuff. Or, or every time your boss talks bad to you, are you slapping him or her? Are you throwing over your, your cubicle? What are you doing? Just going to the break room and venting about it. Crying in your car at lunchtime. Let's just be real. Did you watch that Odell Beckham plane video, body cam footage? I find it interesting because initially I saw whatever, probably what you saw. You know, Odell telling, calling that man a fat ass and telling him to enjoy his uh, cheese board while he, uh, while he made him get off the plane. But then, you know, people always do that on social media. You got to go look for the full video. So I watched the full video, and here's the thing. This is one of those situations where, you know, two things can be uh, true. You know, should have, should, should have Odell cause that much of a fuss to make the whole plane deboard? No, absolutely not. As someone that has uh, flown with a small child and also a dog, that's the last thing that you want is to be on a plane and have to get off for one individual. And I understand what Odell said. He said a couple of people was giving him a hard time. Um, the, the fat white guy who's going to you know get the cheese board and some other people, but it's it's like two hundred people on the plane. You gotta, you know, you gotta be considerate to the other one ninety eight. The one ninety eight just was trying to get from point A to point B, and really didn't want to deal with your, you know, drama. Now, as I watched the entire video, could the flight attendants handled it a little better? Absolutely, absolutely. Looked like Odell was in first class. He had been at the club. He had been partying. He had been drinking. You know. I do agree with Odell when he says if it was a medical emergency, why is it six cops there and not like six medical professionals? That's a solid point. That's a solid point. It, it does. It, it, once again, though, it goes back to no matter how much money you are, how famous you are, whatever, you're still black. You're still a black man in this country. So at any time, it can flip on you. Any time, it can flip on you. I don't think the cops from what I could tell, really wanted the situation to keep going the way it was going, but then their hands were kind of tied based off of the the flight attendants acting all scary and stuff and talking and implying he didn't have his pants on and all these things like that. It's just another, that's just a lesson, though. No, no matter how much money, how much fame, all the success, still a black. It's a black man. Should have took the private plane just home. Because if you're in a public setting, still a black man. You're still a, a black man. And like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't, if, if, if he's telling the truth about what the, the guy was, was saying, mean things to him, then, and then I don't have a problem with him, you know, clapping back. I don't. I absolutely don't have a problem with that. If somebody says something to you, then, you know, you should be able to give it back. Now, once again, making 200 people get off the plane for one person that's that's not right and you can't just you can't just flippantly you know throw you you know you can get on the prior everybody can't do that these people are probably either you know trying to go on vacation trying to get back to their family whatever the case may be 
you caused them a two hour delay in their day because you had beef with a couple of people. I can't condone that. And if you've ever flown, you probably can't condone that either. That's the part I don't condone. The whole cheese boy that that doesn't bother me. If old boy was talking trash, yeah, you, you gotta, you know, you can't just give it. You gotta be able to take a cheese board. You got it. You got. If you take, if you give it, you gotta be able to take a cheese board. But once again, black in America, you know, you have to. You really have to take these things into consideration. It's sad. These are things that other people don't have to think about. It's like you always are on, like guard. You like always have to do a little extra. Sad and stupid. It shouldn't be that way after hundreds of years in this country. A country we helped build. But that's the way it is. Speaking of the NFL, uh, Lamar Jackson is not going to play uh, in the playoff game. He's still recovering from his knee injury. He went on social media to explain it's a lot more serious than what the Ravens have been uh, letting on. And some of you may only know RG3 for making weird interracial uh, tweets and being a pretty decent analyst right now. Uh, but I remember when RG3 actually you know, played football and he was in a similar situation, but it was his rookie year. It, wasn't, um, it was his rookie year in the league. And he had, just similar to Lamar, and maybe, you know, taking Lamar's second year, set the league on fire right off, off right off the bat. Right off the bat. I remember his first game, he threw like a, a play New Orleans in it. This back when they were the Redskins. It just torched them. Pretty passes, big runs, and everything. Yeah, a lot of excitement um, in D.C. In the back of my mind, I always thought it was a, something going on because – they drafted Kirk Cousins, too. So you always felt like that was lingering. But for those first eight, nine games, it really didn't matter because he was cooking. Then, ironically, in a game against the Ravens, he hurt his uh, hurt his knee. He hurt his knee. And, then, you know, he had tore his ACL in uh, college. And I think this is the other leg, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been the same one. Well, whatever the case was, he hurt his knee, you know, 10 12 games into the season. And but the Redskins were at that point, the commanders now, were able to make the playoffs. And it was clear to almost everybody that uh, RG3's knee was not right. His leg was not fully healed. But I think it was a combination of him being young, the pressure of knowing that Kirk Cousins was right behind him, breathing on his neck, and a lot of people at the time saying that uh, Mike Shanahan preferred Kirk Cousins, and you know, getting cleared by the doctors to play, all of that culminated in him attempting to play in a wild card game, and of course, uh, he blew up blowing out his knee. Uh, he blew out his knee. And then on top of blowing out his knee, he came back too soon because, once again, he felt that pressure of Kirk Cousins right behind him. Came back too soon, 
never quite look right, never quite look healthy. Kirk Cousins ends up taking the job. And then, like, I believe the next season, they deactivated him for the entire 17 games because they didn't want a situation where if Kirk Cousins got hurt and then RG3 came in and got hurt, that his final year of his contract, or however it was set up back then, uh, wouldn't be uh, guaranteed. And he did all of that. They did him dirty, even though he was trying his best to help the team. So I commend Lamar Jackson on A, not playing if you're actually hurt and being a little smarter about things. Um, the Ravens have the Browns to thank for the situation that they're in. But they should blame themselves. Uh, the Chiefs, the Bills, um, I believe the Cardinals, all did extensions with their young quarterbacks before the Deshaun Watson deal. So the Ravens absolutely had an opportunity to do a deal uh, that was favorable to them. I mean, Mahomes' deal is like 90 years. It's not a great deal at all. It's much more favorable to the Chiefs. Now, granted, it'll be restructured a bunch of times and all of this stuff, but in the short term, it's great for the Chiefs. Ravens could have did that, chose to wait. Deshaun Jackson, excuse me, Deshaun uh, Watson gets out the massage parlor. They decide not to charge him thanks to a friendly DA. And the Browns desperate for a franchise quarterback. Game $230 million guaranteed. Now, if you're Lamar Jackson, why would you take anything less than that? You've never gotten in trouble. You haven't been suspended. You have a better record than Deshaun Watson. You've been an MVP. You've, you have a playoff win. You've been to the playoffs. They obviously cannot score without you on the field. Why would you ask for a dollar less? Why would you ask for And on top of that, you know, you're the one that get criticized for being a running back and all of this stuff, but they never provided you with any weapons besides Mark Andrews. It's hard to, when you had some weapons, at least Hollywood Brown, you, had, you, you would have five TD pass days. They gave nobody. The Ravens were depending on Deshaun Jackson as a receiver in 2023. He's probably going to be their main guy in the playoffs in 2023. So why would he? I would ask for a dollar less. And here's the thing. Even I was reading this on Pro Football Talk. They're like, well, Lamar may get out in the, the you know free agency or looking for a trade. And may find out that uh, another team doesn't want to give them $231 million guaranteed because all the teams hate the contract that Deshaun Watson got. Who, by the way, did not look great in his return. Now, maybe that's because he hasn't played in almost two years. But I'd be a little nervous if, if I was the Browns. But, you know, hold, we'll see what happens next year. But here's what I'm saying, though. Even if you don't get 231 million guarantee you tell me would you prefer maybe you get 200 million guarantee you get to play with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle you get 200 million you get to play with Devontae Adams 
You get 200 mil, you get to, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, if I'm going to take less, at least put me with somebody that, you telling me you put you put Lamar Jackson on the Miami Dolphins? You put him on the Miami Dolphins? And they're, they're not, they were 9-8, and eight, or they 9-8 and eight this year with a combination of Tua and, and uh, Theodore Bridgewater and uh, some other guy I can't remember. You tell me you put Lamar Jackson on that side, twelve and three team, or oh, well, seventeen games, not a fourteen and three team, a twelve and five team. You telling me he, you put Lamar Jackson with Darren Waller and Devontae Adams, potentially Josh Jacobs coming back on the Raiders. You telling me they can't get to five hundred? Is that what you're telling me? Come on now. If I'm Lamar, I want out. It's either you pay me two hundred and thirty-one million guaranteed, or you franchise me and pay me forty-eight billion or whatever it's going to be, or let's be men and let's work out some sort of trade. Let's let me go to another team. Let me negotiate the contract, and then they give you a little compensation on my way out to help you out going forward. You know, shake hands and keep it moving. I'm still hurting. Over my the Ohio State University not making it into the college football championship game. Um, I'm not one of those crazy alums, and I'm not a sore loser. Like, yeah, it definitely bothers me. But you know, if you have an opportunity uh, against the number one team in the country uh, to, you know, kick a field goal to get to the championship game, and you miss, there ain't nothing you can do. I'm glad to see the people uh, actually at Ohio State be nice to Ruggles, uh, the kicker. Like, I mean, these are still just kids, except Stetson Benson. He's a grown man. But they're just kids. You got to just, you know, let it go. And it's just a game, even for the adults. It's a game. Let's, you know, you can be disappointed, but, you know, all the death threats and sending crazy DMs, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I'm very disappointed. Um, I really, I had a good feeling going into the game that at least offensively, um, Ohio State could could hang uh, with Georgia. I actually thought we had the advantage offensively. It was, you know, as always, it was defensively could we make a few stops here and there. Um Offensively, uh, Ohio State can can hang with anybody in the country, including the SEC. Uh, that's fairly clear. That was not even our full repertoire of players. I think maybe for the first time, maybe not the first time, but definitely the the not having Jackson Smith or Jigba uh, really, especially when Harrison, you know. Uh, got hurt. It's funny because there was a, I, I made a big deal about in the TCU Michigan game on kind of that last play that I hated, like targeting that, you know, y- y- you could normally see intent. And if it's targeting, you don't want that to be like a reason someone wins or loses the game. And, you know, even though, you know, I wouldn't have been mad uh, if they would have called that one targeting uh, against Harrison. I mean, the kid, he wasn't trying to hurt him. He hit him with his shoulder. It's just a hard hit. And, you know, 
like I said, it, it wasn't. You just can't let them catch the ball. And yeah, so I didn't complain about that. Uh, they called a great timeout before the fake punt. I'd have still went for it. Uh, but I can understand after you get caught, you know, you don't want to do it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just, that, was, that was disappointing. And then, you know, you kind of felt that TCU had, for lack of a better term, shot his load against Michigan. And the reason I say that is because I felt like I've watched Michigan all year, obviously. And that was clearly the worst game that they've ever played. Uh, especially probably the last two years. And they still had a chance to win at the end. So I, I didn't think that TCU had much left. I did not think they were going to lose 65-7. to seven, But yeah, I wasn't surprised that it was a uh, blowout. I'll forever be thinking that should have been our national championship. But, you know, you never know. You can't say that we wouldn't have laid an egg against TCU. Who knows? You just never know. Just on, on that championship night, no one was going to beat Georgia uh, that night. The the college football though, has to do a little bit better job of how they put these games together. Having games on New Year's Eve um, is not ideal, <laughs> okay? That's not ideal to have uh, games on New Year's Eve. And it's not ideal to have games on um, the Monday after the, the last weekend of the NFL uh, season it's, it's the ratings they said were down that it should never be like that your 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 semifinal game shouldn't have better ratings than your championship game so when they expand the playoffs um in a, a couple of years or a couple of years they really have to uh figure out a better way uh with the tv stuff monday starting super late and that was the, i mean it was late for west coast game so starting super late like that, people work on Monday. People have to go to work on Tuesday. You know what I mean? It's like it was not uh, a smart. That's not smart handling uh, for the Raiders. But I do think when they go to the twelve team playoff, uh, a couple of things are going to happen. First off, uh, I think we're going to get more better matchups, more, some upsets. And I think it'll be spread out a little more. I think it'll be more enjoyable. Just like the NFL playoffs. Uh, I can't wait until it goes there. Mainly because I know Ohio State is going to be in every year now. And lastly, before I get out of here, um, my goodness. Uh, when we last talked, you know, people wasn't sure if, if DeMar Hamlin was going to live or going to die. And, you know, now he's back in Buffalo, he's back home, he's speaking, he's walking, his function seems well. Um, all of the tests that they did seem to illustrate that it wasn't any type of pre-existing condition and that it was just kind of a freak uh, accident. And, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, you, you saw the Bills do the opening kickoff for a touchdown. It's... The stuff like this just makes you appreciate the time uh, that you have on this earth. Uh, it's not infinite. Um, it can be taken from you and and at any point, at any time, you just you don't know when your time is up. Um, 
So you is precious. And what I would say is to to you is that don't waste your energy on negative things. You know, don't waste your energy on things that you can't control. You know, don't waste your energy on people that are bringing bad energy back to you. Try to stay positive. Try to do the things that you like to do that make you happy, regardless of what other people think. Because in the end, you're the only person that, you know, goes sleep at night, looks yourself in the mirror and knows if, like, you had a good day or not. So you do the stuff that you want to do, the stuff that makes you happy. And hopefully, you know, I think if you have that philosophy in life, no matter when your time is, you know, you when it happens, it's like, hey, you know, I did the things that I wanted to do in life. I did the things that made me happy. I cared about the people that cared about me. I didn't put a lot of bad and negative energy out in the world, and I didn't let a lot of bad and negative energy get back to me. And I think DeMar Hamlin is a, uh, an example of how precious life is. So happy for his family and friends, his teammates and everything. Um, I just want everybody to, to realize how precious life is and how blessed we are to have modern medicine and people um, around who can save lives in an instant uh, like this. So enjoy. Uh, why? Actually, one last thing before I get out of here. Um, did you see that story about the cop in, in Tennessee, Megan Hall? A white cop with a little uh, you know, cue ball head, no lips, was, was sleeping with the entire precinct, but she was married. She said it was an open relationship. Her husband was like, nah, not so fast, my friend. But you know what mess, you know what's messed up about that story? So apparently she slept with uh six or seven cops or whatever. One of the cops, white guy, uh, he I guess he got caught or whatever by his wife or something like that. So he was the first one that brought in, he snitched on all the other cops and said, you know, he was a little upset that uh Miss Hall was uh, bragging about one of the black cops having, you know, a humongous penis bigger than her husband and uh, homeboy. So that's why he was in there singing like a Adele. But the crazy thing is the four, I think it was three black cops and maybe one Latino cop. They got fired along with uh, Megan and the two white cops was just suspended. What's up with that? What's up with that? Come on, that's not fair. That's not fair. They were all banging Megan. She was giving up that milky booty while on duty. They were running an episode of Blacked at the precinct. My my other question is, uh, weren't some crimes going on? Are there no crimes? Was it Laverne? Was it Laverne, Tennessee or something? LaGrange or something? No crimes going on? No carjackings or anything? Nothing to be investigated? I mean, they had a lot of time to be, you know, to be screwing around. Imagine being a husband right now. He has to have some men, like, I mean, what do you do? Like, how do you come, pictures all over the news. Like, how do you come back like for that? Like, you can't get any other, you can't get in another relationship. Who wants to be with the guy that wife slept with six cops, ran a train on him, talking about big black penises? Ain't no girl want to get with him. Oh, you, who you dating? Oh, you dating, oh, you dating the, the guy that was married to the cop that was 
getting the back blown out by the black officers. Yeah, that ain't going to work. Homeboy needs to change his name, dye his hair, cut off his beard or whatever, or add a beard or something. He needs a full. I just have to, like, you have to leave town. Yeah, change your name. Yeah, drastically change your appearance. Get fat, get skinny or something. You can't hang. You can't. And you can't just go. Like, you have to go far away. Like, you got to go to, like, Maine or something. Vermont. You got to go somewhere where they don't have a lot of cable. And the internet's bad for streaming. <laughs> My God. What's going on around here? Anyway. Uh, enjoy Wild Card Weekend. Um, I'll be back. Uh, next week with another edition of Headlines. I appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe to Headlines with Robert Littow on all of your podcasting networks. Check out the site, blacksportsonline.com for all the topics that we talked about today. You can follow me on Twitter at BSO, Instagram, and YouTube, BSOTV. You can check me out on TikTok, Robert Littow, BSO. And be sure to like our Facebook page, Black Sports Online. And for all of you that's been rocking with me for almost 20 years now, we're dollar for life.